Hello, everyone, and welcome to the club. It's me, Rachel, and I'm here with mom. Hello, mom. Hello, friends. Today, we want to kind of go over some of the anxieties that you may be experiencing, mm-hmm. whether you're in the beginning stage or further along like us. And I do remember um, mentioning this a couple of episodes ago, and I just kind of touched on it briefly, but I had kind of an episode this past week, so I wanted to bring it up. So last week, I mentioned that a childhood friend, someone that we grew up with, we grew up with their family, passed away. So I've been dealing with that, coping with that, and just kind of reflecting And so a friend asked if I was going to the funeral, going to the services, Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know how to answer her because I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. My heart is saying, yes, you have to go. I also feel obligated because we're so far along in this journey. We're here on this podcast. We're claiming that we want to help you. We want to support you. We want to carry you. And so that guilt comes in. Like, I have to do this. I'm obligated to do this, Mm -hmm. right? That's what my heart says. Yeah. My brain and my body is telling me something else. Yeah. But I didn't realize it. So she had asked me and I didn't respond. And so that day I had things to do. And so we're driving and I start writing a list. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be productive. I'm going to write a list while, you know, you're driving. I can get some things done. And then I started talking to you about Mm -hmm. how, you know, she had asked me and you said, what did you say? And I said, well, I haven't answered her yet. And then I go on to, you know, on to write my list. Then all of a sudden, I just started feeling like overwhelmed I started feeling physically sick, Mm -hmm. physically sick. And just to go back a little, let's rewind a little. Okay, so getting ready to go, I had this feeling already. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on, even though, you know, we should know. We're aware of how these things happen. Not a lot of people know when they're experiencing a panic attack. A panic attack, anxieties. So, because if you've never had one, see, and that's you might even think you're having a heart attack. It's just, yes, a lot of emotions going through your body, yes, and so your body reacts in that way, yes, by shutting down things and heart beating fast, yes, out of body, like, yes. Mm -hmm. So, I'm getting ready to go. And, you know, this, I'm still at home and I'm, you know, packing stuff up to go and thinking, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. And then I start thinking about that because that's, that's like in the back of my head, right? Mm-hmm. I know I have to answer my friend and I'm thinking to him and I'm already going in my own head of like, well, I really want to go, but I don't know if I can. And, oh, because we know we've talked about this. It's still, it, 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 it's a childhood friend. Yes. And this is still a trigger for us. Mm-hmm. This is still very much a trigger for us. Okay. So before we left, I was already having these feelings. And as you mentioned, some of the symptoms of anxieties. So let's just talk about, okay, like the definition. And as you mentioned, it's an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. So it is physical. You can become physically ill. Yes. Okay. So So that's real. It's not. Yes. It's not just. Not in your head. head. (laughs) So. 
here we go. Symptoms. Feeling nervous, restless, tense. I was feeling all of these things. I was feeling nervous. I was feeling like, I don't really want to go, but why don't I want to go? That's that restless, like indecisiveness. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? And then just super nervous. Okay. Sense of impending danger, panic, or doom. Yes. And that's what was going on. I was like, something was feeling off. Like, I felt like something bad was going to happen. Like, and I even said a little prayer before we left. I'm like, please, dear God, take care Mm. of me and like my family and my son will be in the car. And just, you know, and again, Rudy died, you know, in a car accident. So I'm going back to all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And total worry. I was very like just on edge and just Mm. feeling like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't go. We actually had an appointment that day. So we were going to go, but then the appointment got scheduled and then we decided to go anyway to run other errands. So then I'm in my head thinking, well, maybe it's a sign. Mm. It got canceled. Maybe I shouldn't go. I'm feeling like we're going to get in a car accident. I don't want to put that in the universe, but something inside me is feeling like an eerie, something bad is going to happen. Mm. So like you said, I kind of know what it is, but I hadn't recognized it yet. I hadn't recognized it as anxieties. I kept thinking, I'm just stressed. I'm overwhelmed. There's so much going on, right? We're trying to finish the house. We're working. We're doing the podcast. We're, I mean, you know, life. So, okay. Increased heart rate is another symptom. Yeah. And I felt that. It was like, like you start breathing heavy. Mm -hmm. and, And you even mentioned that one time to me because you have learned that through counseling when you're doing your phone appointment. And and I remember I was talking to you recently and I was telling you that I, I kept hearing my breath. And then you told me that, you know, one time with the counselor, right. your phone she appointment. with my, the breath I was taking. Yeah, I was breathing. having anxiety. And she told you. Yeah, I take a deep breath and yeah. And you don't even realize, I realize it. Yeah. And, and that's it. Oh, okay. Yes. And so that was a, I mean, I know now that's a, that's what's happening. Yes. When okay. I start breathing like too fast. But you don't even realize that someone has to I'll say, tell you it. okay, okay. <laughs> calm down. Because even when you're telling a story, sometimes right. you get all this. Okay. So we said, okay, increased heart rate, breathing rapidly, like almost hyperventilating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweating, trembling, weak or tired. And this is what causes the panic attack. Yes. And then here's that. Oh, here's my favorite reoccurring intrusive thoughts or concerns may avoid certain situations out of worry. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I didn't avoid the situation because, you know, going, getting in the car and going anyway and going to do what we had to do. I just said a prayer, think happy thoughts, positive thoughts. And we go, and then here we are on our way. I start writing this list. And then I just, first I felt queasy. I felt totally queasy. Something in my stomach was like just nauseous, Mm -hmm. nausea. And I said, okay, I, I don't think I ate enough today. It's like halfway through the day. I only had this much. Okay. So I, I'm, okay, it's food. I'm hungry. Right? Blood hard. sugar levels. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Eat, eat something. You think that's Well, that's what, I, that's what I thought. And because again, I don't know yet that I'm mm-hmm. having like these anxieties, right? I'm just thinking like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm hungry. So I start, you know, eating my snack in the car. And then I told you, I said, my stomach hurts. Something's like and then I start doing that thing where like I it's not like you can't hear but things start like fading like the the, the volume you know the mm-hmm. noise levels kind of starts to fade and then I close my eyes and I was sitting in the back seat so I closed my eyes and not that I couldn't see but it was like when I would open my eyes it was just I, I don't know how to explain it like not blurry but just I don't know, I just wanted to close my eyes just close my eyes I laid like kind of slouched back 
and you said, open the window, you'll feel better, you know, and I opened the window, I looked out, I saw the trees, saw the nature, I started breathing, taking deep breath, slow, and then it, it didn't stop. Like it just seemed to be intensifying. And so I thought to myself, okay, I'm doing all these things that help you calm down and I'm eating my snack and, you know, breathing fresh air and like, why is this not going away? And then I started thinking, I am not kidding. So I've never had like an actual panic attack. Mm. And as I mentioned before, I honestly never even had anxieties, like the normal, like Mm -hmm. I'm anxious to do this or, you know, you have anxiety before a test, like something like that. In which I have said also, you know, Rudy had mentioned he had anxieties yeah, a lot of anxiety yes and so i don't know what this is like i've never had a panic attack right hmm. but this time was the worst because mm-hmm. even though i was doing all of these things to help me feel better and come back to it it wasn't going away and i was like losing myself more mm-hmm. more and more yeah and so i had this thought in my head i'm like do i need to tell her to go straight to the hospital I'm trying to explain this. Like I didn't, I didn't right away think, oh my gosh, I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a stroke. But something in my mind was like, you were physically ill that you felt like you needed to go to the hospital. Yes. I thought, I honestly thought. Because you have no control over your body feelings at that point. Yes. They're already there and you can't. And I honestly thought, I still thinking I'm so stressed out with work and everything and all these lists that you're writing and you're on top of everything, taking care of everything. I honestly thought that like maybe the stress is causing something. And mm. again, like, I don't know, stroke. Like, I, I'm seriously yeah, I know. thinking like my no, blood well, that's pressure. You, like that's something. where your mind goes right away. You have to. Yes. Because a lot of people have, they experience panic attacks, but they don't know how to identify them. Yes, yes. And so you're all by yourself. And, and that, for me, physically. When it, you're going through it, you're just actually by yourself. And yes. that little world where you're just like, yes. whoa, I yes. don't, is this normal? Mm-hmm. Should I tell somebody? And that's yeah. why I told you. I said I had something. The fear kicks in, and it wasn't like that normal because I know sometimes when it's like, oh, I feel like nauseous. I need to eat. It's not enough food in my system here. Mm-hmm. But I told you, I'm like something's yeah, off. Something's good. not right. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote it off as like, oh my gosh, stress from writing all these lists, and I'm about to have a stroke here. Can like, do I seriously need to have her take me to the hospital as soon as we get to town? And so I finally, I think, 15 minutes mm-hmm. of you know. Calm breathing, finish yeah. snack. Once you realize what was happening, coming back, and I knew I would be okay. But it wasn't until like the next day, and we had a conversation, and I said, "I honestly think I had a panic attack, thinking about answering my friend about mm-hmm. this funeral. I did not recognize it. I did not know what was going on. But right now, even as I'm talking about it, I can feel like." myself breathing harder mm-hmm. and so it was not necessarily stress and work and life i was having anxieties thinking about i have to go to this funeral i have to show up i have to be there for them i have to be there for their family i have to be there with my friends and i just i feel so horrible i feel so guilty i feel like i'm letting people down But I can honestly say that it physically makes me sick Mm -hmm. to think about making myself go. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. I don't know why. I will have to get help for Mm -hmm. that. That's that's what therapy is for. Yes. Yes. You have to do that. And I do need to get back to therapy. Yes, you do. So I just wanted to share my experience because I didn't have this before my brother died. And it's part of the PTSD 
of something bad is going to happen Mm -hmm. and my life is going to change in a second it can happen just like it did that day and at any time and i look at a text when i look at a you know missed call it's like is something wrong you know and that's the reality of our new selves is this Aside from the grief and the depression and the new year, right? right? It's like, guess what? Now you also have anxieties Mm -hmm. and you're always worried about something bad happening. And it's just something else that you have to learn how to live with. Right. Because it doesn't go away. And I mean, we can say it gets better just like how we say, you know, losing your son, daughter, sibling gets better. Well, like I say, you know, therapy is like part of the healing too, because you have to identify those emotions and do therapy. She, the person will help you identify them and live with them. And live with them. Yes. And figure and then, out like how, yeah, to cope. how to cope, you know, and then she'll, he or she will, you know, help you identify them and break it down so that you're not just by yourself in that panic mode. Like, like you were like, oh my like gosh, a I heart have to attack. go. I mean, I have to go. I'm going to no. relive all this stuff again. And I'm just, I mean, what is wrong? I know. And I just, I can't. And I, it's frightening. It is very frightening. Yes. And I just feel like such a failure because I can't pick myself up and do it. I'm yeah, so Yeah, well, you strong. can't do it by yourself though. No. no. But it's like, I don't know. This, so this, the death of your person is just constantly, you're constantly dealing with yeah. it. Learning your new self, right? Yes, yes. And I keep mentioning this because, you know, I don't know how many of you all are in the beginning stages, you know, like we're so far into this, but we're still dealing with this stuff. Mm -hmm. We're still experiencing this. And by the way, I am better as far as the wagon, falling off the wagon. I'm definitely back on the wagon. I only cried like once when I heard a song, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but not like a hard cry. That's like that normal, like, oh, this song reminds me of him and mm, a kiss to the sky. And I love you, brother. And I'm always thinking of you and thank you for my blessings. And it was good. But I did pick myself back up because, you know, we recognized it. I talked to you all about it, shared with you. Mm-hmm. Took a deep breath and got back on the wagon. So I'm good as far as that. So I also want to share that because, again, for those of you who fall off the wagon, it doesn't stop. It just becomes further and fewer. And it's not as rough as it was. You might be learning new things about yourself, too. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Like I mentioned, learning, like reconnecting with Mm -hmm. someone who had written off. Mm -hmm. Like Yes, all these things are new. And it's just like. I said it's over a decade and you're like, my goodness, we are still mm-hmm. learning. You still get up every day, like learning something new about this new life. Exactly. It's just you, our new reality. Mm-hmm. So our new reality. And I don't want to scare everyone. And I don't always want to be like humdrum, gloom, doom. Like, But this is our reality. And the sooner that we begin to like understand that, we can accept that. Like we have to learn how to live with our people with, you know, without them here physically, we have to learn how to live with the grief, the pain. We have to learn how to live with anxiety and coping with all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I haven't thought about it other than talking to you about it right now. But uh, I am having a hard time making that commitment to saying, yes, I'll be there. Okay. And I'll be there for you and I'll be there with you because it makes me physically sick to mm. think that. Like I have to go and, and it just is, I don't know, it sounds selfish, you know, but I just, I'm going to try hard. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, I just have, it's, 
I, I just, it's hard. I don't even want to say I can't do it, but it's like, I just feel like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't yet. Yes. We, I don't know. I'm only sharing this with you all because we always want to be truthful with you and just true and raw and real. And because I want you all to know that you're not alone. And if you can relate to anything that we say, anything that we've gone through, I hope that it helps in just knowing that you're a part of this club and you don't have to go through it alone. Alone. No. No. And you don't have to go like, what is this that I'm feeling? What am I going through? And is this right? Is this wrong? You know, I want to help. We want to help in that, like, these are normal feelings. Mm -hmm. These are normal emotions. You're not alone in these feelings. No. I read something, um, it's a little bit off topic, but I read something where someone had mentioned that they were wearing a, oh, and I don't know if we mentioned that in the um, Continuing the Legacy, but wearing, if you're... A child or sibling was cremated, you can wear their ashes as we did, you know, as yes. we do. In a necklace or in a necklace, or I think they have rings and bracelets. Uh-huh, bracelet. And so this person had a necklace with her brother's ashes, and someone had mentioned, Oh, I like your necklace. And mm-hmm. she said, Oh, it's my brother, you know, he died, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And she said, I'm sorry to that person, you know, that that random cashier who's you know, complimented me on my necklace. And mm-hmm. then I kind of just stunned her by saying, oh, that's my brother. He died, oh, yeah. you know, on that's, this day. That's happened to me several and times. And she said, so I'm sorry to you that you probably weren't expecting that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, is this normal, you know? And so, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It, it is, is our normal. It is our normal to say, oh, yes, this is my brother. And, you know, I'm wearing him mm-hmm. on my neck every day. You proudly wear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you may freak some people yeah. out. And yeah, I know. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, oh, wow. Oh, wow with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's, like I said, it's our new reality. Mm-hmm. Our new reality is telling a stranger in the store, that's my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are my brother's ashes right here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just telling anyone who right. halfway mentioned something related yeah. close or something to a sibling. Like, oh, yeah, I had a brother. He died yeah. in a car accident yeah. in 2011. Yeah. And they look at you like, I didn't ask. And now I I'm know. shocked. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> and no, I, That's okay. I don't care. It's That's okay. my new reality. Hi, my name is Rachel and my brother died. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. So, and along with that comes the anxieties. And it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It makes you feel like you're going to have a heart attack. And it physically stops you. And so I hope that I can get past it. And I do believe well, your I experience to, will help others. Yes. Identify those panic attacks. Panic attacks. Yes. Please be cautious. Watch out for those panic attacks and, and recognize that these anxieties. They're for real. They are real. And so I remember one time Rudy told me, and this is the only reason why I remember anxieties and him even mentioning, it's not like we talked about this growing up. We were already adults. And he said to me, I think I had like a public speaking something for a class. I don't know, something. I was always doing something for mm-hmm. conferences and stuff. And so he said, gosh, you're so brave. Like right? you you can just go up there and talk and like not even have anxieties, you know? And I'm like, mm, I know. and I remember telling him like, what do you mean? Like, what is like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I, are you kidding me? I get nervous. Like, oh my gosh, I get so nervous. And I'm like, oh, and I practiced the night before. And like, don't think that this is easy for me. Like, and he's like, no anxieties. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, yeah. like I said, I get nervous. Yeah. I may get anxious. Like, and then I don't remember how this came about. He was like something about him working in the kitchen. And then I said, 
Well, Rudy, you work in some of the best kitchens. Like you're a chef, right? In some of the best kitchens in the world. Like mm-hmm. you're brave. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a work tough alongside world those to chefs. Work. Yeah, yes. they're tough. They're tough. It is tough. And right. Rudy was such, you know, know, such a sweet, caring, right? Like kind. you know, kind yeah. and gentle. And so I was like, I think you're brave. Like right. you, how do you do, do that? that? And he told me, Are you kidding me? I freak out like the night before i have such bad anxieties mm. i have you know my hands get sweaty clammy yes. hands and my heart and he was he was explaining to me his anxiety and i'm looking at him like well i just have always like admired thought you were you. cool <laughs> as a cucumber <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah he's so he's so I just quiet realized and, you know yeah, that yeah. inside you were like you know freaking out and you're telling me i'm brave for going and speaking in front of a I, class look at you you're working I, in these kitchens alongside these chefs and you're you know yeah. you're my hero yeah for reals because but that was the first time and and that's it that's all we talked about anxieties never came up again it wasn't like a you know topic we talked about all the time but when he passed and then i inherited these anxieties i was like oh my gosh this is what my brother was talking about this is experiencing yeah it's different from like oh i'm a little anxious because i'm gonna do a speech Mm -hmm. this is like something bad is gonna happen i I can't breathe i can't see i can't walk i don't want to go it's Mm -hmm. it's really it's yeah ptsd anxieties and i have heard of what they call the 333 rule for anxiety and what it is, is just a technique to help you manage your anxiety. And it involves looking around and naming three things you see. So that may have helped. That's what helped when I opened, mm-hmm. roll down the window. And, you know, so you name three things that you see and then three sounds that you hear. And finally, moving three parts of your body. And so that's, that helps you, that helps ground you in the present mm-hmm. moment and brings you back. So that's where that comes from. Right. So I hope that helps. I'm going to try that one. But yes. And so another part of the reality is that it kind of, because a lot of what I'm reading is just like, will I ever be happy again? Will I ever have joy? And it seems like you'll never be happy again. It seems like you will never have joy in your life again. And you will, but it's a different type of happy. Because it's a different life. It's a different you. It takes time. It takes a long time. I'm sorry. I wish it didn't. But it takes a long time to begin to feel joy. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not the same type of happiness. Because I'm happy. I have my family. I have the love of my life. I have my health. I have my friends. I have God. I have love. I have everything I need. But no matter how happy I am, I will always have that feeling that something is missing. Mm -hmm. There will always be an emptiness in my heart that will live there until the day I die and reunite with him forever. It doesn't matter how much happiness and completion and satisfaction in life that will always remain. The hole in my heart, the emptiness in my soul, right? there will always be an empty seat at our table. Yeah. Until we die, until we die and meet again, this is our life. Mm -hmm. There will always be a hole in our hearts and an empty seat at every table we sit at. And so something else that learning how to live with 
helps you cope, helps you survive, helps you live through this is understanding that this is something you have to live with Mm -hmm. and learning how to do so. And sometimes you may go from the youngest child to an only child like me. I was the youngest. And then because there were only two, he's gone. Now my role changes. You may have been the middle child. Now you're the oldest. Now that you're the youngest, it shifts everything. So how can we not expect it to all be different? It will never be the same. You may may have been the only child. Now these parents don't have children. And that's, I I can't even imagine that. And we have met parents like that. Mm -hmm. And so this is just this horrible club because this is not natural. It is not natural for you to lose your child. And so this changes you, no doubt. And we have to understand that, as I mentioned, before we can start accepting it. Another thing was like, you get to the point where you pass the age that they were when they died. That's another. Right. There's something else to deal with. That may be another trigger. And I've heard a lot of that, you know, and I remember when I passed, he was 35. I passed that age and just thinking he never got to this age. Mm -hmm. And so, you, you know, all of that you're dealing with and you're processing. And so if people don't understand you, then they are fortunate enough to not have ever gone through this. Yeah. That's what we have to remember. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That is what we have to remember. If you don't understand this, bless your soul, you have not had to go through this. Mm -hmm. And so, again, these are just all, you know, a part of what we live with, what we cope with, what we deal with. And it's our everyday lives. And so within that, once you begin to learn how to live with that, you can start bringing the joy back into Mm -hmm. your life. And there's room for it. And again, like we can say that whole like, well, they don't want you to be like this. They want you to move on. They don't, you know, they want you to carry on and you have to carry on their legacy. I get that. We know that. But we're human and we fall off and life sucks without them, period. Mm -hmm. And every day, it doesn't matter again. Five years, 10 years, doesn't matter. You still wake up and cry and say life would be better and life would be easier if they were here. So along with that comes the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So depression, anxiety, grief. But we we promise you that if you work through these stages and you work through your grief and you let it out, let it out. They don't want to hear it. Find someone who will. Mm-hmm. Talk to some. But there are people who will. Find us. Find your members. Find other members in this group. People want to hear your mm-hmm. stories. Definitely. So anything else leave it leave it there because this is the only way you are going to survive mm-hmm. processing and going through these stages and letting it out and letting your feelings out and telling the world how angry you are how sad you are and that this plane sucks mm-hmm. this is not fair and so you have to be able to do that in order to start learning how to live with it but don't let it and i know it's easier said than done because we're further along but i don't want you to get stuck And I'll always say that, I'll say that over and over again, because I was stuck for at least six years, stuck, going through the motions in life, stuck. So I don't want anyone else to have to be stuck. And so we're here to help with all of these things we go through together Mm -hmm. as a family. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm talking about all of you because we're all in this together. True. Okay. 
So today we want to leave you with our song of the week. Our music therapy for this week is a song by Diamond Rio, One More Day. And I actually mm. haven't heard this song in a long time. I know. But it definitely hits home. The entire song hits home. Mm-hmm. And so here we go. Last night, I had a crazy dream. A wish was granted just for me. It could be for anything. I didn't ask for money or a mansion in Malibu. I simply wished for one more day with you. One more day. One more time. One more sunset. Maybe I'd be satisfied. But then again, I know what it would do. Leave me wishing still for one more day with you. First thing I'd do is pray for time to crawl. Mm. I'd unplug the telephone and keep the TV off. I'd hold you every second. Say a million I love yous. That's what I'd do with one more day with you. And so again, every word in that song resonates with us and how if for some reason a genie in a bottle, <laughs> God's wish, <laughs> some, some way, please, I, you could, and I know you can relate to this out there. You like will close your eyes and just with all your might and soul, just wish and pray. Like, I just want to open my, I won't, I promise I won't tell anyone. Even a I visit in a if dream, he, if right? If he comes back to life, I won't tell anyone. I promise I'll hide him and they won't know. I won't tell anyone about the miracle. I, I, I promise. But you just, you, like I said, it physically hurts. You want to just open your eyes and touch them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this is. Like if, you know, for some reason, if I had this one more wish, I would wish for one more day with you. And we would just visit, <sighs> hug and talk. But then again, I know what I would do. It would just leave me wishing for one, one more day, day with you. So if you get a chance, listen to that. It's a beautiful song. Thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we can't thank you enough. And remember that we are always here for you. If you would like to share your story, please contact us on our website, www.welcometotheclub.com. And that's welcome with the number two, the club. Com and share your stories with us if you'd like to be a guest. And again, we're always thinking of you. We pray for you. We lift you. We understand you. And we are here with you. Thinking of you all, our loved ones will never be forgotten. I promise you that. Mm -hmm. We love you, you all. <laughs>